0: There you'll be able to find our schedule with our upcoming masterclass for you to join. On with today's show. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are proudly bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab and I'm your host. May the class begin. Hello squirrel friends and welcome back to Alt Marketing School. Today is going to be a good chat because Rebecca and I were already dancing before we started this conversation so I feel the vibes are going to be high. Hi Rebecca and welcome. Is that okay for me to introduce you? Um, Yes, thank you. And and I shall go ahead. First time I asked somebody if I can introduce (laughs) them, by the way. I just went off the cuff there. I just felt like... (laughs) But the incredible... So First of all, I'm really excited to have Dr. Rebecca Swift here with us today. If you don't know her, she's the Global Head of Creative Insights at Getty Images and iStock. She joined the photography industry over 20 years ago and was one of the founding members of the creative research team at Getty Images. Introducing visual research methodology to the industry itself. Rebecca works with photographer communities that range from amateur hobbyists to renowned professionals, setting creative briefs and arranging photo shoots. She also leads the DNI initiatives at Getty Images and iStock, and we're going to talk about this today the Show Us partnership with them, that aims to bring more female photographers into the industry, winning over 30 international creative awards, including a glass lion and Effie's. She also addresses authentic and diverse representations of people with disability, moving the visual language about women and girls and ageing forward. Rebecca lectures at conferences and seminars across the globe and has sat on the judging panel of the most most of Europe's significant photography and advertising awards. Here we are! Hello again and may I say you have a job that I absolutely love because it requires a lot of research and a lot of looking and a lot of learning so I'm already jealous because I genuinely, that's my favorite thing, being a bit of a
1: scientist. So I love that. I think I think the, the only downside to that is that you never rest. You know, there's always something to look at and think about that's related to the job in some way. Because we're not working with specific clients in one industry, we're working with everybody, plus we're telling news stories and we're, you know, we're talking about what's happening in the world of entertainment and celebrity. It's just it's relentless, (laughs) you know. It's wave of, uh, of data that's coming at you every single day as you go about as as you go about your daily life. But in in that regard, it's never it's never boring. It's always interesting, and there's always something to be thinking about that's new. That's the other thing, actually. I was
0: wondering when you look at when you look at content or when you kind of consume content, do you find yourself sometimes thinking about some of the things that you're also looking at? within your job or all the things that you are researching? Are, are we that deep into that rabbit hole, basically?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I've been around for, for 20 plus years now and, and I feel like I've been through an entire generational cycle of the creation of, of imagery. And so finding new ways of saying the same thing is very, it, you know, it's kind of, it, it's key to, to what I'm doing. It's key to what my team does. And it will always excites me when I see, you know, I, 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 so something that's, you know, slightly different to the norm, has evolved a, a well-worn, cliched concept, uh, or, or, you know, a, a brand that's been around a long time has, has come up with a great new way of, of selling something that, that they've been selling for, you know, for decades. So, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, I think that's the great thing about, working in this industry is that there's always new people coming in uh, who are kind of trying to trying to re re reimagine the, you know, what the visual world looks like and are fighting against the, you know, the oldies like me who've been around a long time. I've been around so long. I started as one of the cool kids who was trying to, you know, break down the institution of photography. And now I am the institution. And I have to say it comes as quite a shock when you realise that you're actually the thing that people people are trying to fight against. But I do love, I love I love seeing new ideas and I love seeing new, new people and new f- uh, photographers coming in. And uh, and making a name for themselves.
0: You know what, though, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come here and say that even when maybe you uh, have had the experience, so we're not the young, cool, and hip, it doesn't necessarily mean that <laughs> you know we cannot actually be the ones that champion and showcase that, as you say, those newer voices those, or those new ideas. And I think that's that's the difference. You know, it's like at first we were fighting the old, but then when the new old is the one that understood what changes we wanted to make then you know the conversation is different we're not about fighting them it's about actually how can we work together which is obviously most of what you do which is what I love so you know what let's give ourselves some credits I think you know a lot of the work you do is <laughs> is absolutely incredible and I love the fact that it can also resonate with what we do which obviously we talk about is marketing as well so you know the little thing
1: yeah, yeah. I think I think especially for anyone who is new to the industry or, or is quite new in their careers, I think it's it, you know th- th- I think there's a lot more collaboration. There's a lot more uh, you know two way mentorship happening. There's a lot more um, appreciation of of you know the, the people who are coming into the industry and, and are starting to learn and, and wanting to, to to do great work. You know unfortunately, in the past, there were you know th- those measures w- were not in place, and people uh, people who were in authority were very much of the opinion, well, I did it the hard way. I had to work all hours and I, you know, and I had to I had to live off uh, you know a can of baked beans, and you know there are all of these stories which you hear from the from the older generations of of working in photography, how tough it was, especially anyone who worked in the analog era before before we digitized. But I think actually, those of those of us that that came kind of in the middle of that generation are 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 less like that we we're not talking about the old well I try not to talk about the old times all the time um but and we're focusing on the future and and kind of what the future might look like and uh, as you say helping others to, to to get a leg up and to um and to achieve in their own ways yeah
0: So the irony in this is that now for my icebreaker questions, the first one, we're actually going to go back, though. We're not going to go forward. We're going to go back, Rebecca. We're going to go back to over 20 years ago, maybe even more, because goodness knows which one was our first, I know, right? Which one was our first job? I'm asking you, Rebecca. Can you please share with us what was the first job you had and what did you learn from it?
1: Um, this is going to be the most boring answer that you've probably received in these podcasts because I my first job um, out of university was to work at a small photo agency in London which eventually became get images <laughs> so um, although I've kind of you know if I've been in and out of the business I actually started in in I started in the business so um, I was actually working in account management and I was working with corporate Customers, um, mainly travel brands, who were creating these big, you know, the the travel brochures, which you don't unfortunately see so much anymore, which is, well, fortunately, actually, because, you know, they were horrific for the environment. uh, But they needed a lot of images. And and so that's kind of what we were creating and and what we were providing to to those businesses. And then I moved over into the creative team a few years after after joining the business. And I honestly didn't believe I was going to stay in that company. I believed I was going to join the advertising industry, which was my ambition at the time. I wanted to make ads. And, you know, however many years later, 20 plus years later, um, I'm still in this industry. So it was... Yeah, I'm sorry, that's not a very exciting answer, but it's the truth. <laughs> that's the thing, there's no such thing as unexciting, especially because I believe
0: like there's always something we can learn from it. And I actually am wondering, what can you think of like some maybe one of the lessons that you actually learned from maybe even not just from the job itself, but from staying in the company or from evolving with the company? Is there any lesson that comes to mind?
1: Yeah, I think I, the advice I give uh, people who are trying to get into the industry is take. Take opportunities as they come along. They may not seem like they are part of your your plan for the future. You know, I, I think uh, you know people these days tend to have you know these these long plans. I want to be I want to be this level by this age, and I, I never I never did any of that. I just kind of followed where the opportunities came, and and I think by doing that, you actually find out what you're good at. You find out what you enjoy. Uh, And sometimes it's not what you expected to enjoy and it's not what you expected to be good at. Um, And that in itself is quite exciting. And obviously, if it's if it's horrific and you have a horrible experience, you jump out and you start again. Um, And that's not as scary as I I think um, I felt, you know, when I was starting in the 90s. Uh, that seemed like a scary thing to do, whereas I think it's 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 a lot easier to be more flexible and to be more you know transition. Uh, sorry, trans. Tra- you can transit from one from one job to another. Um, and the other thing I, I'd say is what I learned from that uh, experience and continue to learn is the job is what you make it. And as long as you keep your eyes open and you, uh, you you're aware of what's happening in the business and you and you can see how the industry is evolving, you can you can spot opportunities and um, and create a role for yourself. So the the job I'm doing now was a role that was created. Um, within the company, we saw an opportunity where we needed to connect what was happening in the industry to the creation of imagery and understanding, you know, what was coming next in terms of, you know, the trends or the fashions, um, or, um, you know, the the, the big marketing messages that were starting to evolve, and started creating imagery around that. And, and so, you know, there are always opportunities as as the industry moves forward to, um, to to kind of change up what you're doing and to focus more on on what, you know, meets your, your life goals and the things you want to do. I love all of
0: that. And thank you so much for sharing. I think it's something that a lot of our students and a lot of obviously our alumni as well have realised as, as well. Like some of them are more experienced or maybe they're just, Want to learn from their own business, but then we had a lot of our alumni that then decided to slightly change the direction because they a bit like you said, they understood that maybe what they thought they wanted to do actually wasn't exactly the area that they wanted to specialize on. or maybe they, as you said, they found the confidence to actually experiment and try and change slightly their direction even within their company. So I think it's a great reminder and something that I want our younger students. To here, but also you know some of us that maybe are in the thirties are in the forties and they feel that need to change, mm. kind of redirect and shift. I think is a very important lesson for those people as well. And sometimes we forget that. So thank you so much.
1: And I think it, sometimes when you're in a company and you you're not vocalizing what you hope to get out of your career, then your manager or you know or whoever you're you know the person that you're working uh, for can't do anything to help you um, to get, get to that place. So it's always worth having those conversations, whether it's in a, you know, a formal kind of annual review or a one-to-one or, you know, or, or actually having a, a more informal conversation. Um, because again, I think, you know, that that's how, I ended up in this role. And actually, it's how I ended up hiring some people internally is because they showed a real interest in the work we were doing, and actively sought me out to, to have those conversations. So yeah, I, I, I think it's, um, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely worth talking to people and being vocal and being visible. Um, in, in uh, And that doesn't necessarily mean that you hate your current job and that you want to you know, get away from it. It's that you can see that opportunity, and and you can move into that opportunity. So just 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 while we're on that, just to go back to uh, take an opportunity where you can. If there's a job that you really want in a type of business that you really want, take something that you that, that you know that, that they're looking for, even though it's not the specific role that you want, because some jobs, like for example, my team and 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 a lot of uh, uh, creative jobs within the photography industry are, are very rarely advertised there's very rarely jobs going because mainly those businesses will be hiring internally because people will will be desperate to move into that department so get yourself into a department that you can then move across into the, the you know your ideal job and pre, you know prove yourself along the way so that, that, that you can then take that opportunity
0: absolutely love that we went on a beautiful tangent and this is just icebreaker question number one I am digging this so much <laughs> like yeah but again it's something we don't talk about enough Um, because I know that a lot of our listeners hello I'm talking to you they love to learn new things and apply them but I think for some of us it's kind of as, as we mentioned both of us kind of good to check you know where do we want to go with our career as well that's a big part of it so mm. this is a great starting point now to lighten up a touch bit with the second icebreaker question, which might be a bit a bit simpler as an answer. What is a trivia category that you'd be really good at, and why?
1: A what category?
0: Trivia. So, like Trivial Pursuit. Oh, trivia. It can be anything you want. Oh,
1: I tend to. Um, so, if I'm thinking about the the classic Trivial Pursuits board, I tend to answer the arts and culture questions that tends to be my thing
0: (laughs) would you if you could make it more specific is there is there a subset of it that you would say that's mine
1: oh gosh can I say anything to do with advertising of course of course yeah there you go there you go there you go yeah
0: we had love island once trust me there is no
1: there is nothing that is on the table oh
0: (laughs) there is nothing that is (laughs) on the table it's all it's all about the little things that we know that people don't expect. So I love.
1: It. Oh, in that case, I'd in that case i probably do the um the songs and shows of Andrew Lloyd Webber. I think yeah. that's probably be, would be my <laughs> well, a combination. A bit of a my time. Triv- my triv- trivial
0: trivia. <laughs> a bit of both. I like them. I did them both. Thank you. <laughs> now the final question to break the ice, but also it leads us into the core of what we're going to talk about today as well is, well. What we do with our school and with the certification and with everything we teach is obviously encouraging people to market to hearts, not brains. And today we're going to talk about visuals as well. So my question to you and to every guest we have is, what does making a positive impact mean to you and to what you do and why?
1: Um, I think that, you know... Being able to say that I made a difference to people and and enabled them to uh, become you know become what they wanted to be and yeah I think I think that's for me that's you know the big thing about making a difference I you know it, it's a, it's a difficult question to answer because I have the power of Getty Images behind me so I can make a difference quite easily. <laughs> And that's, that's, you know, and that's not relatable, I don't think, because, you know, I can, I can influence the content that's being created, I can influence, you know, which brands we work with, which photographers we work with. And I think, uh, actually, you know, even even on a on the smallest scale, you, you know, having an impact is, you know, who are you choosing to work with? Who are you choosing to, to, in, in my instance, who are you choosing to commission? Who are you choosing to hire for a shoot? Who are you bringing in uh, into the into the business? Whose voices are you listening to? You know, all of all of that, I think, is really really important, and and that I think makes a big difference.
0: I love that, and it ties back into one of the things that I wanted to chat about today, which is a project that I read a lot about, but obviously, I appreciate not all the listeners might know about which is the Show Us campaign. And I wanted to start with this, even if I think it goes then even deeper into all the different ways that we can make a change in the industry and we can showcase as well as encourage conversations. So for people that don't know what the Show Us campaign was or is and what this work with Dove is about, can you tell us a bit more about it? And maybe if you can think of one example of the impact that the project itself has made that would be great. Just to give us a bit of context and kick off this side of the conversation.
1: Yeah, I think I mean the, the the plan for Project Show Us came from the agency that Dove were working with, um, called um, Sapient, and they were that uh, they approached us um, to um, to work on a collection or a library of of images that was. Uh, images of women female identifying and non-binary people shot by women female identifying and non-binary photographers and the plan at that point was to you know create create a, so much content and to 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 kind of influence the algorithm of getting images in order to to surface this imagery right at the very top and and to kind of push it to our customer base which is you know well over a million Global customers, so you know, it was gonna, it was gonna get a lot of, lot of um, uh, coverage. But what we ended up doing, and this, this evolved through the conversations that we had with, um, with Dove, was that actually it was more about ensuring that we encouraged more women into the industry, and that we gave female photographers, women photographers, female identifying photographers, the opportunity to have this global exposure and to be part of the Dove campaign, because, you know, everybody can can imagine or, or remember a Dove campaign. They are quite hard-hitting. They are stunning. They are, you know, they are part of popular culture. Um, and the campaign for real beauty from 2004 is still the campaign that people talk about when they talk about authenticity and and, and reimagining beauty for the first time. So this was an evolution of that work that has been going on for for nearly 20 years and so we um we we built out this entire program over over two years at that point before this was before launch whereby we um we took photographers from the girl gaze community now the girl gaze community is an online very much instagram focused community and you know doing some uh, beautiful work around documentary and photojournalism but we wanted to Give them the opportunity in in commercial imagery which is you know where there's 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 a lot of money um to to be had and so we you know we trained them up we we ran uh training sessions we did you know an education program we flew uh photographers to london and and, and created this this set of uh, of education um, sessions that that helped them kind of understand what we needed to do and or what we were trying to do and the key thing about show us which is so different to what what has been done before is that the people being shot by the photographer had complete agency over how they were how they were photographed what they were wearing how they're described in the caption and what keywords were attached to them um yeah so i think You know, in the industry, there had been a long and lengthy conversation around the depiction of women uh, in advertising imagery. That has been a dominant conversation within academia, actually, since the uh, 1970s Uh, and nothing really had changed. And then obviously when you start looking at stock imagery, which is what the Show Us Collection is, then the criticism of that type of imagery was even more vehement I think, in terms of you know the the um the the stereotypes of women and the way that they were depicted. So, you know, what show us enabled us to do was to break a lot of those stereotypes in terms of, you know, for the Dove campaign, they wanted to break beauty stereotypes, which is, you know, the their uh, which has been their mission for uh, twenty plus years, and for us, it was to break the stereotypes of who was shown in, uh, you know, in scenarios that 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 are that are typically used in advertising. So, you know, who is the mother? Who is the, uh, you know, who is the romantic lead? Um, who is the business leader? Uh, you know, who is who is running a team? Uh, and, and rethinking the the tropes and the cliches of advertising imagery and 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 um, repicturing them. In addition to that, we weren't happy with just doing that. We wanted to give the uh, ownership of the content that was created to the people themselves because the other criticism that we see and and, and you know there have been a lot of stories since Me Too. And you know, there's been an exposure of a lot of male, especially photographers, who have um, who, who have not treated the, the the models that they're working with uh, well. Uh, that's an understatement. Um, but you know, there the, there has been a, a lot of criticism about around the male gaze in photography, and it still is a male dominated industry. But we wanted to create space and create a community and uh, give a place for uh, female female identifying. Uh, photographers to come and so you know what's happened as a result of of that work is that obviously we had this amazing campaign which which dove created and uh, you know and and have rightfully won awards for but for us as a as a company it i think it gave us a a kind of confidence around well actually if you do this work and and i and, and i you know i've talked about it in a few moments in a few minutes there and made it sound quite simple it really really wasn't it was a, it was two years of you know of a lot of stress and uh, stress and, and and hassle but what we realized is actually doing that work and creating creating a a place for um underrepresented communities to come and uh, you know women are underrepresented in our industry we, we were kind of putting our money where our mouth is. And and so, it, you know, it had a big impact on us as a business. It gave us the confidence to talk about other identity groups uh, and, and that work continues. And you mentioned uh, disability. Uh, we don't, we, we're currently doing a lot of work around Asian uh, representation, especially in America. Um, and, you know, thinking about how we bring more um, photographers into our, into our community. Likewise, black photographers, likewise, Photographers with um, disabilities, photographers of the LGBTQ plus community, transgender uh, photographers, and and it goes on and on. But I think also within the industry, we we were able to uh, highlight uh, some of, some fantastic work by female photographers that perhaps wouldn't have had the global platform that we were able to give them and that Dove was able to give them and, and you know, enabled them to, to um, uh, pursue their, their careers. And, and, you know, and the rest of the industry did sit up and listen. And, and the impact of that campaign, which, you know, we're still shooting that content. We're in year three now. We're doing a lot of work around uh, sport and motherhood um, in, uh, in the depiction of women. You know, other, you know, other businesses, other companies, media, massive media organizations are rethinking how they uh, not only depict women, but also uh, depict people who who have traditionally been un, uh, underrepresented or stereotyped in some way. So uh, you know, it kind of it started a conversation. It didn't it didn't solve all of the ills of the of the world of advertising, but it was it was a a very important moment in time, and and it continues to be an important moment.
0: And I love that and I love what you mentioned there because I think it's really about starting those conversations. And as you said, then I'll Hello team, it's Fab here, founder and head teacher at All Marketing School and your marketing BFF. I want to remind you that there is a special invitation for you to join us for the ALT marketing certification. Get certified as a positive impact strategy and make people fall in love with you and your work. Reclaim your time, understand the marketing foundations with a positive impact spin. If you are a marketing freelancer who wants to raise the quality of services and do more with less, or maybe you are an early stage marketeer ready to invest to gain real experience in building a strategy with purpose, or you're a marketing leader who wants to be recognized as a go-to expert and tackle new growth challenges. Whether you are beginners or whether you have some confidence into your strategy, we want to support you. We want to help you achieve your strategic goals, toss is in the air, and blast your favourite hype song as you get through eight incredible weeks with me and the rest of our faculty. Think about our certification as marketing training at university standards, not prices. So if you're ready to join us and you want to check out our incredible curriculum, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash certification. I repeat, amschool.click slash certification to find out more and learn what you are going to go through in our eight weeks. From marketing foundations all the way to leadership and storytelling skills. We're also going to cover strategic marketing blocks and advanced marketing tools. Plus, you get workshops, post seats, group work, and even timely panels with incredible experts in the field. So what are you waiting for? No, I mean it. Our next cohort is starting real soon. So make sure that you head to amschool.click certification to come and join us and learn how to market to hearts, not to brains. What is next when it comes to the other conversations that we can have and the other opportunities that we can open. And I love that this is done on an industry level and on a wider level. One of the things that I'm thinking and I wanted to ask you as well, which is tied into some of this as well. But I think it goes wider into the way that, you know, brands are now communicating visually and non, which is, you know, adding the emotional piece and the compassion. And what I love that you shared in one of your pieces was how emotion, compassion and truth are part of the transparent brand communication that we'll see in the future or that we should see in the future. So, putting ourselves mm-hmm. into our little like brand hat on and thinking about smaller brands or agencies, you know, they actually are making those choices and they're using tools like yourselves and others to communicate in a more empathetic way. You know, what can they do to bring a new level of inclusivity to the visualization of the day-to-day of their products, their services to us as their consumers? So what can they do? What are some of the choices they can make or what are some of the actions that they can take to actually start bringing forward these changes
1: yeah i, I and that's a, that's a, a good point it's really is in the hands of all shape all businesses of all shapes and sizes and it's in the hands of people at all levels of an organization so it's really about making intentional choices when you are choosing images and and also potentially when you're writing copy um, when you're you know m- making design i think in terms of imagery in most instances, especially if you're working in a, let's say you're working in a business and you're, um, you, you're, you're, you know, talking about, I don't know, let's let's just use financial consulting as a as as a an example. The chances are, you know, if you if you're wanting to be transparent and open about what you do, what your business does, then you're going to be using images of people have, you know, having a consultation. What does that look like? maybe images of somebody signing a contract or someone, uh, you know, uh, or, or a handshake all the, you know, lovely um, classic images, which, you know, are, are, are our bread and butter. But, but who is having a consultation and who is the consultant in that image? And where are they? Are they in someone's home and what does that home look like? Or are they in an office? What kind of office is it? Who is, ha- who is having the handshake? Is it male? Is it female? What ethnicity are they? What age is it? What age is that um, uh, handshake? You know, what kind of clothing are they wearing? And it's the tiny details within the images that will make all of the difference going forward. And, you know, I talk about this a lot, you know, the the baby steps of evolution. You know, it's very easy to do something like show us when you have the might of Dove and the might of Getty images to to kind of put this out into the world which is you know a big step forward but actually you can make small steps yourself and if you, if we're thinking about women you know if everybody's if you're showing an image of everybody i don't know having a business meeting or in an education um situation who is the person at the front doing the talking and are, you know are people paying attention in that image and um you know and, and how you know how much of a leader do they look like it's and and this this is the wonderful thing about visual literacy. We pick all of that up really, really effortlessly. It's subconscious, but it goes into our visual memory, and that's where it's you know, and it sticks. And and so the next time we use uh, an image, we are more drawn to that type of imagery than perhaps classic, you know, traditional imagery of the the older, more mature businessman being in in charge of a of a situation or in charge of a of a, of a business meeting. But it takes effort. I think you know I, I, it does take effort, and if you're looking at a site like Get Images or iStock, you have to you, your searches need to be meaningful. So if you just put in a uh, business handshake, then you know you'll get a, a huge range and it will overwhelm you because there'll be millions to choose from. But if you if you go to it with intention, then you're, you're, you, you can refine your searches down and you can get something that's more inclusive.
0: I love that as a practical piece of advice as well, because I think that is something that we can kind of all take and think about. And I do that myself, actually, because I was a bit dissatisfied, like personally, with some of the choices that I would get when I was looking for a picture or for like different pictures. And I was like, well, I want to make sure that I can represent a wider range of students and people that we serve. And I realized that, as you say, when you put like two keywords or two words, a lot of the time you know, for some tools, you will find that the solutions are very similar, and it's kind of hard for you to find, Mm. so again, I can also attest myself, when you are a bit more intentional with your search, and you uh, take a bit more time to do it, you will actually find different results, Mm -hmm. but you're right, you know what I was thinking as well, very briefly, as soon as you said, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but as soon as you said about like that business, handshake, don't ask me why, but I imagine there was a blue shirt in my head, because that's what I I used to see all the time, that's what you said, right? Is that, I was like,
1: Oh my God. Don't get me started on the blue shirts. I could write you a thesis on blue shirts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad I wanted something there.
1: I'll, I'll I'll just give you a little bit of gossip here, but, um, so, blue shirts, men in blue shirts, um, has been the most popular shirt of choice, um, again through, through the decades. And interestingly, during lockdown, when we were shooting people in their homes, or rather, the photographers were shooting themselves in their homes. The top selling images were men in blue shirts at home. So even though we had taken everybody out of the office you know we were necessarily not in our offices, we were necessarily not in our business. we were working in our home environments. it was still blue shirts. So sometimes they were denim like a pale of denim, sometimes they were uh, like a more casual blue, but they're still blue. So, yeah, thank that's you. why that's why blue comes to you because you've been fed it since you were, uh, you know, visually aware.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the first searches I did, that's what I saw. And that's what I was thinking about. It's like, it's crazy. I'm a very visual person as well. And I think those visual associations can tell us a lot about, as you said, that subconscious level. So it's, it's really fascinating yeah. as well. So <laughs> thank you for the little, like, feed off. I'm time for my little quick fires. I mean, I wish I could have hours, but... I'm conscious of time, so we might bring you back for a bit more in-depth Blue Shirt conversations. But before that, (laughs) very riveting podcast that will be. Quick fire round of questions, which is one of my favorites because we get to see some of the things that you love and you love consuming and enjoying. So my first question is, Rebecca, what is an underrated tool or tools that are indispensable for your day-to-day work?
1: Oh, that's a really that's a great question. Um, I don't know, because I, I mean, the tools I use are proprietary. So they are tools that we use for visual analysis, for example, I'd love to know if there's are there's other visual analysis tools out there um, <laughs> that are underrated that I don't know about yet, because I'll, I'll, I'll be Yeah, I'd give those a try. Um, yeah, I don't I don't. I don't know what other tools. Are you talking specific technology tools or any, any tools? It can be even something that
0: helps you. I know that you work again, doing my little healthy research. I know that there's also a lot of cross time zone work as well that can happen. So it can also just be like communication with the team or other things that really help you, you know, kind of keeping your work uh, ongoing, but also like keeping a bit of that balance, you know?
1: Yeah, we use we use Slack. Slack is our means of communication and the team are big fans of donuts. So they do a lot of um chit-chats on donuts. Yeah, I think that, that I don't know what we do without those tools actually. I think we would probably stop communicating.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, isn't it? It's just it- it just yeah. shows our things of change when it comes to, like, work and communication. So I I'll, love I'll to I get the bit of shout-out of Donut because it's a really nice tool that a lot of people know, actually. So that's mm. a shout-out. Now, as a visual person, this is going to be even a more interesting question. What is the last picture you took or one of the last pictures that you took on your phone that you can share with us or that you can talk us through?
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm just looking. <laughs> Ah, I took a photograph of the front cover of the Guardian newspaper, which featured the um, England uh, um, football team, uh, which had been photographed by one of the one of our best female sports photographers at Getty Images. So I'll show it to you. So it's it's more of a screenshot, but I did take it with my with my camera.
0: So. I love that. I love that. And that's actually a very timely time of recording. So thank you so much. Now, that's another one that is interesting because usually I talk to a lot of social media people. So obviously there's a lot of marketing, as the name says. But I was wondering which one would be your favorite social media platform if you were to choose one and
1: why? Oh, see, I'm Gen X, so I love Instagram. <laughs> I still I'm sticking with it. I mean, I, it infuriates me currently because of the, the new algorithms. And I'm, I'm really hoping that it does the right thing and goes back to, you know, what, what we what we had before. But, um, yeah, I, I think in terms of the one that I use the most and the one that I look at the most, it's, it's still Instagram. Excellent
0: point. And I would say, again, just to be really timely on, on the recording, uh be real, I don't know if you checked it out, but as a visual person, as has become quite popular.
1: Yeah, I have a 20-year-old daughter, she uses it every day. Yeah.
0: Really? Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I think that's gonna be interesting when it yeah. comes to the visual side of things, how that potentially can yeah kind of like move people across there because we miss it. I personally miss it too. So Instagram, if you're listening again, <laughs> we miss it. <laughs> just, just the simplicity of the photo. So interesting, very interesting. So, can you remember the last
1: person that you followed on Instagram then? Um, oh gosh, that's that's a really good question. I actually followed uh, it was it was yesterday and um I started to follow and it's it's less a um a person, it's a group. And um they are called oh gosh, not, let me just have a look at their account. Uh, it's a group of gay men who live in a retirement home and it is and they do some fantastic oh no that was on tiktok that was on tiktok they do some fantastic videos uh and they, you know they dress up and um they they put on uh songs and shows and things um yeah the, so that that was um very amusing and and um I had a good, good look through their reel yesterday. I'm not sure who, who, who the last person I followed on, on Instagram was. I tend to follow photographers and creatives that are doing, you know, cool work and, um, and, um, uh, you know, a a lot of the, you know, the popular, um, characters. I don't follow the Kardashians. Um, (laughs) I follow obviously all the Getty photographers, um, and I try and make my Instagram feed inspiring and interesting, and and not kind of depressing me about the world at large. So I leave love that to that. the news. The news feeds.
0: <laughs> I love that. Actually, very, very true. Well, I've got one more question, and it would be probably the hardest one as well. Just to kind of finish off, if you could broadcast one message onto everyone's phone what would their message be? What would it say?
1: Stop looking at your phone and look around you. Love
0: it. <laughs> love it. What a way. What a way. absolutely love it. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Again, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you so much for sharing all of, all of your wisdom and also giving us some great advice when it comes to looking at even just visuals in a different way, which I think it's something that sometimes we forget to actually, like as marketers, is such a big part of what we do and especially in even in bigger teams and we have a lot more power than we think to actually make a difference with the choices that we make. So again, thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for being awesome, obviously, and very patient with some of the tech things that happen in the background. Dear listeners, you're not going to know about. Um, and <laughs> just, just, just to keep it real. And if people want to find out more about you and some of your projects, where would we redirect them? Which one would be the best place?
1: Obviously, there's the the Getty Images and the iStock sites. There's um, Getty Images Creative, um, which is an Instagram feed. Uh, We also have a site where we post our research, which is creativeinsights.gettyimages.com. And you can find me on LinkedIn.
0: Thank you so much for listening. Head to oldmarketingschool.com to find out more about topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spend the love on Instagram at old School. Until next time.